Welcome to this episode of Energy Radio, a podcast by CEM Engineering with the goal of giving you the knowledge and the tools and the power to make decisions about your energy. On this episode, we have Martin Lensink, our visionary founder, and Lisa Barber, our director of solutions development. And we're going to talk about one of our core values, being professional in all we do. Um, So Martin, you are a key part of our core values and our cultural fabric around here. What does that core value mean to, be, to you, that we are professional in all that we do? So when we um, identified that as one of our core values, the, the sort of the second line in that was like, look sharp, be sharp. Mm. Um, the focus was really on the being sharp um, because I want to remind all of us every day that we're um, first and foremost professional engineers. Um, that we're a professional engineering firm, that many of us have taken the oath to practice professional engineering. So the idea was that we would remind each other all the time that we're like doctors, we're like lawyers, we're like accountants, like dentists, that if we make mistakes, there can be horrible consequences. Um, and that, you know, it, you know the, the being sharp part of being professional, you know, that's why it's actually good that we're talking about this because we're actually more like surgeons, uh, in my opinion, mm. uh, that we, we actually act like surgeons. We're the, like that precise. Like when a surgeon makes a mistake, you know, we have to think like, like we're surgeons. Mm. And so, um, that's, so that that's the, that's the background a little bit. Right. And so for you, you're, as you were thinking about this before and even leading up to today, you're, you're thinking about this oath. Mm-hmm. Um, that we took as as graduating engineers. Um, what does it mean to you then to fulfill that oath on a you know on a daily basis? What does that look like? Yeah. So I, yeah, what I'm really trying to call to mind is is that oath, uh, and I found it so profound at the time, and then we, you know we so quickly forget it, mm. and yet it's the it's the oath that binds our behavior and our character. So. I'll just highlight a few things uh, that, that I really love about it. That, um, for example, the first big one is that, to the best of my knowledge, I will not be privy to bad workmanship. So that's the first vow. So that's uh, we're going to try to eliminate faulty workmanship. The second one that I really love is that um, my time I will not refuse, my thought I will not grudge, my care I will not do deny towards the honor, use, stability, and perfection mm. of any works to which I may be called to set my hand. That's a pretty so high bar. That's a really high bar. Mm-hmm. And so um, we're striving always towards perfection. Like the rest of the oath talks about being honorable and fair. A uh, big one that I wish we were a little bit more sensitive to was admitting and dealing with our mistakes. Mm. There's a bit, it deals with that. And it also has a lot of uh, wording around the respect and support for our colleagues. Mm. So I think, you know, it's almost like I, I joke about certain things have to go on the wall of every uh, one of our staff. Um, for those of us who are professional engineers, I think the oath should be like right on the wall. We should be reminding ourselves of what, what did we... Um, and, and, you know, so thank you, because it's been a while since I heard that firsthand in my ceremony. Um, but um, what, I mean, if we choose to live by, there's some big stuff in there. What are the consequences uh, for, you know, if we, if we choose daily to, to live uh, in accordance with the oath? 
Yeah. If, um, so if we live daily in accordance with the oath, we're, we're really focusing on our habits. I remember like when I was in high school and um, my coach always wanted me to dribble with my left hand and not just dribble with my right hand, like make it a habit of dribbling with my left hand. Like, so I think it's in the same way, if we're going to fulfill the oath, we've got to develop good habits. Um, and some of those are um, who can help me get this right? Who can help me get it perfect? Uh, where has this been done before? Have we done this before? What is good engineering practice or what is best demonstrated practice? Um, uh, am I really prepared for this phone call or really prepared for this meeting? Like having this, this uh, sort of heightened level of preparedness um, you know, thinking in sixth gear all the time, like really being, you know, mentally alert to what might be the consequences if I'm not really zealous uh, towards perfection. Um, so, and I and I think if we are living living by the oath passionately every day, I think we're going to inspire confidence in our clients, in our allies, and also in our coworkers. Um, and I think they will see us therefore as trustworthy because they're not getting attached to or party to something that might end up in deep shit somewhere so so you know perhaps for a young engineer or somebody who maybe has allowed this to kind of fade a bit from memory um you know, this can be uh, perhaps a little bit overwhelming to take this seriously what what's one kind of um discipline or practice or um kind of mindset that somebody could adopt just one you know where, where could they start in terms of building this uh, oath back into their day-to-day -day and, and, and making it a reality? Where, where might somebody start? Uh, I, th I think where we start is um, is humility, like really st uh, having this sort of humble attitude and, you know, to make it a little bit serious and also a bit fun is that um, having this healthy dose of fear, I talk about, you know, as if we're working while driving on black ice, um, there's no overconfidence. We, we can never be overconfident. We always have to have the humility to say, you know, who do I turn to? How do I, how do, I do this properly? What, you know, what, and, and not just work on our own. Like we have to be thinking about who do we talk to to make sure this is absolutely bulletproof. Don't assume anything. No wishful thinking, oh, this is easy. Rather saying, you know, who can I collaborate with um, and I think that precise and thorough and complete and clear thinking starts with humility. Yeah. And, and, you know, one thing I think that might, in addition to that, be helpful, that I think humility is definitely the mindset. And then, you know, you, you almost have to, have to, uh, humility is something where we're always progressing to be more and more humble. I think all of us are on a continuum. And one of the things I think that, that works well is just asking questions, right? Right. You know, and, yep. um, you know, even if even if it's something that you think you know the answer to, kind of forcing yourself, what's one question that I I can ask, right? Mm -hmm. and, and just always baking that into the discipline. And you know, when you ask that right question, you realize how much you don't really know about something, and and that kind of reinforces that mindset of humility, I think, right? And to ask the older engineers, because those who've taken the oath, you know, our we are obligated to share our know-how with our coworkers. Um, right. So it's not, it's not like the older engineers have an option here. They must if they've right. taken their oath seriously. So. Yeah, for sure, for sure. 
So I hate to flip it on its head and go the other way, but I mean, there's obviously, given how important this is to, to you and to me and to the firm, um, you know, there there are if we forego it, there are consequences the other way too. I would imagine. Would yeah. So th- I think that's you know, if you come to work every day remembering that we are first and foremost a professional engineering firm, uh, we are ultimately legally liable to prevent injury, to protect human life, uh, to comply fully with applicable loads and s- uh, codes and standards. And if we, you know, if we don't you know, remember that we're you know, personally and corporately, personally and corporately liable, um, you know, th- there are consequences. So what, you know, I think we all need to remember what does it mean to be liable? What does it mean to be negligent? Um, you know, we talk about the sins of omission and the sins of commission. Um, it's like we have the same thing. We, uh, we, are, we are negligent by omission or negligent by commission. Um, if we don't exercise care, we can be accused of being negligent. And then that, the act allows legal pursuit at that point. Right. So if you have this, you know, nobody wants to be on the stand. Nobody wants to end up in court. Um, or in the blue pages. Or in the blue pages of the Gazette, or, you know, that we lose our license to practice, uh, or that somebody gets hurt. God forbid that any, you know, anything we design results in. So I think to, it's a very, hi- what I think, it's a high calling that we have, a very high calling. It's a, it's a noble profession. It's like, like the other big professions. A lot of engineers don't think of themselves that way, but, you know, we, we have so many examples of what happens when there is... Yeah, f- lazy engineering, and so um, I love that you brought up that word calling because I think that that's a word that's chosen in the you know it's the calling of an engineer, right? Right, and, right. And I think that's not just uh, a word that fell out of the sky. That was a specifically chosen word, and mm-hmm. I, I think we've lost that in some context. That, you know that that's a great reminder that for us as a, as professional engineers, it's it's a calling, and. and we need to put it back on that pedestal of being a calling because it influences everything we do. I mean, even, you know, you, yeah, there's just so much that falls out of that when we place it uh, on that pedestal of being a calling, not to, you know, over uh, exaggerate, but to put, to give it the gravity that it it deserves. Right. Right. Um, To least I'll, I'll turn it to you. Like, um, hearing all this, uh, two years into our culture, um, but, uh, done a lot of good stuff over your career. When you hear, you know, we're professional and all, all we do, uh, what does that mean? What does that look like for you? Well, I think as somebody who's, you know, facing clients on a daily basis, in addition to what Martin was saying in terms of the personal and, uh, you know, professional and corporate responsibility we have, we, off, we have a responsibility to serve our clients well. And, um, you know, ensuring that we are humble in that respect as well and that if we don't have the answer to a question or... You know, we don't have the answer to, you know, we're, we're, we're often perceived as experts, obviously, in the field, and yeah. we are. That's right. But there are times when we might not have the answer to the question, so I think it's important to be humble in that respect and go back to the firm, to Martin's point, you know, speak with the more senior people out there and, uh, and get back to the clients with the right answer, because I think at the end of the day, that's how you build that credibility and trust, and that's how you remain a, you know, a professional firm. And what about, you know, you, I see you interacting a lot with your peers. Um, 
you know, how does how, what does that look like for you internally here? You've talked a bit about it externally, but mm-hmm. internally as part of our broader team, what does that look like for you? Well, I think everybody's got their, uh, you know, their, um, what would you call it, their strong points, their strong suits, right, in terms of what they're capable of. And yeah. I think that if we look at ourselves as a team and we all realize and we're all very humble with ourselves and say, look, I'm better doing this, Martin's better doing this, or, you know, somebody else might be better doing that, using those strengths to basically provide the best solution, the best result, the best deliverable to the client. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially because we don't necessarily have an inventory of everybody's skills documented as well as we should. So we have to make an effort to get to know each other to find out what what skills we brought to the right. firm when we came here. Totally. And and that 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 requires some relationship building and yeah. you know getting. Have you done this before? And right. Yeah. For sure. Uh, Martin, any any thoughts in as we kind of conclude this conversation? Any <laughs> uh, anything we anything else on this notion that. You know, we are professional in all we do. Well, I think that if we take the the being sharp in terms of the obligation of an engineer seriously, uh, um, I'm hoping that we'll be perceived as being, you know, more conscientious and more professional, uh, looking out for the safety of our clients more than our competitors. Mm. Uh, th- this is an attempt to differentiate us because we are taking that oath uh, and living it out all five uh, pillars of it, we're, go- we're trying to live that out every day, maybe a little more zealously than the other, other competitors because we, we want to be the Golden State Warriors. We want to, you know, we want to... <laughs> yes. <laughs> we want to win. That's right. Uh, do they dribble with their left hand? <laughs> they do very yeah, well. Very, very well. Very well. <laughs> very well. Cool. Uh, well, thank you both. This was fun. Um, it's always good. Uh, to to talk about our core values and what's important to us. So thank you. Thank you for listening to another episode of Energy Radio. For more information on CEM, look us up at cemeng.ca or find us on LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook. If this podcast brought you value, it would mean a great deal to us if you would share it with somebody else for whom energy is a challenge. Remember, we're all in this together as we search to manage our energy and environmental goals. Thank you.